0: Have I ever leveraged my femininity before in a seductive way? I have, but I have also gotten in trouble
1: playing that game. And three, two, one.
2: You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleekers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Okay, so we're about to get this party started. Um, I would love uh, to introduce our illustrious guests. Um, And we're going to start with Donnie, because she's chewing right now. And (laughs) I like that. Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to know the podcast to know. Okay, Donnie, we can wait for you. Okay, so uh, we will start. We will start with uh, Shay. Go ahead and introduce yourself. um, What you do. And yeah. Yeah.
3: My name is Shea Pegues. I am the owner of a print shop We do 360 Printing. It's called IDAP Solutions. Actually, right around the corner from the day. Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Coriel, founder of Work University. I'm an online trade school. We are on a mission. To help Black women use their skills to start new streams of income so they can stop
5: living paycheck to paycheck. So I'm excited. Love it. Hi, everyone. My name is Talia Diaz. I'm the broker and owner of House Real Estate Group, a real estate boutique brokerage here in Atlanta, based in Miami, soon to be Chicago and LA.
6: Hello, everyone. My name is Angela McCoy. I am the CEO and president of Full Circle Consulting Group, which we are an artist management and public relations boutique firm.
7: Hello, I'm April Mason, and I'm the founder of the Feminine CEO, as well as the All Things Feminine Social Club. What we do is we help women get the business, life, and love that they want by embracing their feminists. Femininity. (laughs) I'm ready.
0: Hey, hey, you guys! I am Donnie Wiggins. I am the co-host of the Social Proof Podcast, and I am hands down the best business development coach in the world.
2: And uh, me being on this panel, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge my beautiful wife and children. Yes. They are here. Yes. That was good, right? That was good. That was that was that was that was All right, so cool. So um, I want I to get it out the way real quick. And this will maybe um, lead into a helpful conversation i like to know if you all are single, married, or kind of in between. Donnie? (laughs) (laughs) It's for everybody. Okay, I'll start here. (laughs) (laughs) It's for the conversation. I'll gladly start if you like. In between? In between. (laughs) No, no, I'm not. Because it could be, okay, you know some people are like single or married, like choreo, Engaged, but she like changed her name last, like her last name already. You know what I mean? But she's not necessarily married just yet, so it'd be like in between. Mm. Then. Mm. No, no, that's no, not really. No, how to no it's not, it's hard. Hard. It's not. in between. <laughs> it's not in between. I'm very much so not solid. in between. What would you call it? Engaged.
4: Uh, yeah, I'm engaged.
2: I'll oh, be married no. in
4: less than thirty days. I'm a married woman. Good. Oh, there you go. Congratulations. Thank wow. you. Okay.
2: I am single. Single, Single. okay. (laughs) Thank you.
3: And dating.
2: And dating, okay. That's good.
5: I am very much single and happily single and dating. I am very happily
6: married. I have been married for eight years. So,
5: very happily married.
7: (laughs) I'm (laughs) spoken (laughs) for
2: Is that married or... <laughs> okay. Okay. There is something. Smoking for you Y'all understand that the spoken for Okay. All right. I'm learning. I'm learning. All right, y'all. Okay. So um, I go. Okay. Let's do it.
0: Because you're not about to get me in trouble. I am in a relationship that is significant.
2: Okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: Yeah. However, for the pressure, I am a single woman who married. Okay, yeah. but the relationship is significant. If that, if you got, you got, ladies, y'all understand that? Yes. Because I just, I have to put the disclaimer out, Shans. Uh, so many women claim relationships with men or whomever who have no intention to marry them. And because I didn't arrive alone tonight, I'm just going to put it out there one more time. <laughs> <laughs> that I am single until married, <laughs> but in a significant situation. I like yeah, it. Okay, all right. <laughs> I
2: like it. Good choice of words. That was
1: good.
2: It sounds complicated, but yes, OK. Scene, very eloquently <laughs> right. stated. So what I would like to know is how, um, because all of you are entrepreneurs, yes? and. Um, Uh, rightfully like killing it in the game. How does your relationship status affect your business? Or does it? It does. How so?
6: Before I became married, um, if you don't understand entertainment and the entertainment industry and what a publicist does or what an artist management does, your significant others looking at you like, why are you answering your phone at one in the morning or two in the morning, not understanding that it's crisis management or something didn't happen the way it was supposed to. So I need to fix it. So that was a hurdle that my husband had to get over because he didn't understand that. That's not the world that he comes from. So if you don't understand what you do, it can throw a monkey wrench into your relationship until You take the time to educate them on what you do. Now we're in a different place, but initially it was a problem because I worked all the time in different coasts. That's the other thing. When you have clients on both coasts, the East Coast and the West Coast, there is no nine to five. There is no, your phone's not going to ring after five o'clock. So until you educate your significant other on what you do, as an entrepreneur, then it's going to be, there's going to be problems.
2: How did you get them to understand it, though? Because it's one thing to say, hey, I, you know, this is work. I think but they sometimes- see, they see,
4: they he see the impact that your work is making. Yeah. Yep.
6: He sat with me for two weeks straight to watch the different phone calls, to see the different emails, to understand. He's not part of my business, but the the ironic thing is you need to teach him. So he, need to, he needed to learn. So he sat with me to understand, okay. I get now why your phone rang at 1 in the morning or you're up at 7 a.m. and we're on the West Coast. and So it's just educating him. So he sat with me for two weeks just to kind of get an idea of everything that goes into
2: those different buckets. Got you, got you. And, Cole, you are, um, we just want to say married. Just say um, married. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So he, uh, your fiancé, I know Ken is not full-time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? Um, a doctor.
4: Pharmacist, yeah. yep.
2: Any, was there any challenge in um, any strain in your relationship there in terms of? I think the thing that worked in our
4: favor is he met me as an entrepreneur. So he didn't meet me when I was a classroom teacher and then he was, you know, a part of the transition. He met me as, you know, an entrepreneur building a business. And I think that although it wasn't a problem for us, I think he appreciated it. But I also think you know, this is four years in and he's been able to see the fruits of my labor. So it's not just me working on this invisible thing that never comes to fruition that he can't see. He can see the work that I'm putting in because of what's coming out. So I think that if you're in a relationship that's significant, Mm -hmm. one of you can't just be an entrepreneur. It's a family business. Like he's my assistant. He will be the photographer. He will be the security guard. And I say that all the time. And it's not just him. It's the woman. If you're in a relationship with the entrepreneur, it's you just kind of have to pick up with what needs to be done. And that is, I think, a challenge for some people to um, to accept or step into fully if that's not what they're used to. Now,
5: I was going to say, because when I started my real estate career, I was married. So I was married, new baby, great relationship and everything else. But because I took my real estate career so seriously as an entrepreneur and he was firefighter at the time, so very structured schedule, he didn't understand, which is unfortunately, why we divorced, because I wanted to move back to Atlanta Second so continue to be an entrepreneur. Um, I just saw my sights and the ambition here and the drive and the hustle back in Atlanta. And I was like, I can't do this in Montgomery. I don't have that. There's no fire here. Yeah. So I end up coming back here. But now when I'm dating as an entrepreneur, most guys that I tend to attract are either CEOs, <laughs> entrepreneurs, business owners, because they understand that life too. They understand you can't, be so structured. Like, I can't just take off whenever I want to, but I'm flexible in some ways. So...
0: They understand it until it's significant. Until it's
5: significant.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean?
0: Yeah, so... Just in dating history overall, before my current significant situation... (laughs) (laughs) Emphasis on significant, okay? Before that situation, I... I've always dated the entrepreneur type Mm -hmm. of man. And typically, this is the first situation that's significant where we haven't understood. We're both entrepreneurs. We're both high-level entrepreneurs. Uh, But even he, one night, was like, what's going on with the phone ringing at this time? He didn't say anything that day. But a couple of days later, he's like, and another thing. (laughs) Right? Um, And I think, too, it's because I'm very client facing in my business and I built relationship and community and the community aspect is something that he's newly stepping into. So it's really hard, especially being a woman in business. I don't know if you ladies ever felt it. Ko, I know you deal a lot with people in person as well, but you have to over reiterate sometimes that this is a business call. Hey, hey, you have a problem with your funnel. Oh, okay. <laughs> your funnel, right? Um, so it, it just depends. And then there's been other people that, uh, you know, in, in way past experiences that I found myself, even though I was dating an entrepreneur, being the smarter one. And that's no fun either, ladies. Like no. always yes. being like people being attracted to you because you can teach them something. Yes, God. So in this situation, <laughs> it feels kind of equal on that scale, but we're still balancing through the, okay, it's time to. Turn it off now. Oh, you're coming to bed with your laptop kind of deal? Well, yes, I am because my business is just as important as yours. That battle is still
2: happening. Wow. Yeah. So, the person that speaks for you, what like the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the person are they entrepreneurs? Are they not entrepreneurs? Or?
7: Well, here's the deal um, I was married and I went through a divorce. And one of the things that was a big problem was he would say, So, you're going to be on a computer all night? And it wasn't until I had to learn how to do business as a woman versus being a businesswoman.
2: Explain that. Oh, explain that.
7: So the reason why I trademarked the feminine CEO is because I had to learn that I got much further being a woman and not hustling. I don't, I'm anti-hustle, anti-grind. I take off when I need to. I take an hour lunch every single day. I only operate in my masculine energy 15 to 20 percent of the day. I, I take off at five o'clock. And... I didn't know to do that until my children, they're 27, 25 and 23 now, but I didn't get this understanding until my sons were in the ninth and 11th grade. And I watched when I got back into the woman role and just being a woman versus doing a woman, I watched my son's masculinity rise up. Mom, you need anything? They took the lead. And I said, I wonder what would have happened if I would have done that earlier. And I was diagnosed with lupus. But it came from me hustling and grinding and doing business like a man. Mm-hmm. So I put so much stress on my body. So when I did get back out there and start dating, I dated from a woman perspective. I wouldn't even have to allow him to really talk to me about business. I don't, I don't discuss what I'm doing. He may see the st- things on social media or on TV or whatnot. That's not of conversation. I'm trying to get to know you as the individual. So I've learned how to put my business down. And just be the woman. And it gets me further in business. I've never made as much money in my life until I got into the feminine energy and started getting business done.
0: So just put this in perspective for me because I'm transitioning. Yes, ma'am. How much money are we talking when you start like being.
7: (laughs) (laughs) But listen. I, you
0: know, because your girl makes a good check, right?
7: Let, 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 let's say. But if
0: I turn up the femininity just a girl, little bit more, how much girl, multiplication? Girl,
7: listen. Are we listen. Add some zeros. Add okay. some <laughs> zeros before the decimal, baby. Yes.
2: Can we explain that? Um You said something like operating. I was operating in my masculinity. To explain that, when women are
7: operating in the masculine, and we all have it, it's not something that we are void of. It's not this or that, it's this and that. I just limit the percentage of it. Most of us, especially if you're single or been a single parent or have been doing things on your own, especially the older a woman gets, the more masculine she gets. Why is that? It's because she's gotten so independent and not used to being interdependent with anyone. So you have to actually put yourself in a position to receive, put yourself in a position to ask for help, put yourself in a position to say, no, I can't do it all. And I'm, I'm not going to do it all. I'm going to put me first, even before the children. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, we, we don't like to do that because it makes us feel like we're bad parents. But what happens is we're no good for anybody else. You know, and we don't have morning routines where we take the time and say, you know what? Between this time and this time, it's all for me. I'm going to shut things off. And at this time, this is my night routine, right? We don't do those things. So we don't, we're not getting the feminine downloads. Femininity is all about our creativity. The masculine is The doing, the executing, the focus, the being analytical, the feminine is receiving, it's being open, and it's just surrendering to it. So when I say I made more money when I got into feminine, because I learned how to surrender and take off the control. And what happened was the downloads came, and then I could use that 10 or 15% of masculinity to execute. And it made more sense because I was direct. I wasn't trying to figure it out because I was still enough for it to come to me, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
2: I love it. Yeah, I like that. Jay, I I would love to hear your perspective on this topic because, like, you are a no-nonsense businesswoman, right? So, I would love to hear just your perspective on this whole conversation.
3: Well, my business is a little bit different because my business is male-dominated. I own a printing shop, and you rarely, if ever, see any woman, any women to the scale that I'm printing at. Um, I applaud women that start. In their living room or in their basements. Um, I started similarly the same way. But, you know, for me, how I operate is a lot different from what you guys and I'm listening and I'm taking it <laughs> in because for my business, I have a lot of men coming in. So I can't play footsies. I can't be all sweet and nice because at one point, if somebody appears to be soft in my industry, it's immediately taken advantage of. So I had to learn a balance with like my son and my business where when I come in, this is what it is. This is how I'm handling it. I'm not playing about the money. I'm not playing about the business part. So it was rough because there's times that I wanna go in a room and cry, but I have to stay a straight face. So that's a lot of bottled up hurt and a lot of energy. A lot of times that it gets misdirected. But um, I'm learning, it's all a learning stage because even though I've been, my dad says I'm a shopping cart baby, my parents own 7-Elevens and Popeyes and all kinds of stuff. So for me, business is something that came second nature. It's like applauding a person who speaks Spanish that came up in a Spanish speaking home. That's just, that's just something they do. But who I really appreciate is that person that's 30 years old and can learn five or six different languages. So if you didn't come up in a home with business and somehow along the way you've learned how to, you know, build a business and know the scale and structure, I think that's amazing. So for me, it's always I watch my dad handle and I watch my mom handle business. So how she does things is a lot softer. And my dad was the force in the business. I take it more to his side because in my situation, I have to get the money up front. I can't even play around a little bit. You know, and I have to also understand the balance of I can't rob Peter to pay Paul. So if I'm taking your money and I spent it and I got your job to do, how do I explain that to you? So I can't play it off not even a little bit. So it's hard with dating because um a lot of guys think I'm I'm pretty rough and tough and then, you know, then they meet this other side of me and I'm like so
1: sweet. Really, though. I never met another side. And I, and, I,
3: and I think those things I, I keep, keep them to myself. myself. So everything isn't for public consumption. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. I want to, I want to keep that soft side for those people, and then the business side. I'm straight lace. You know, no chasing.
2: Is it easy to go back and forth or turn it off?
3: Um, I had to learn. You know, it's it, it's not easy because you have to re gear your thinking because you can mm-hmm. find yourself in. Um, a private situation being a little bit more hard or taking control when, like you said, you need to submit. And the great thing about my parents is I learned how to be a lady from my mom, but from my dad, I learned that hard part. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting blend and it makes dating very interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Just say the least.
2: I've be interested in knowing um, maybe when you were in like middle school, high school, or even younger, uh, what type of woman you thought you were going to become. Like, was anyone, did you not see yourself here and you maybe dreamt about the housewife thing? And I just want to, that was you? That was me. Yeah, I th-
7: what I do now, this was never it. This was to take care of the babies. And it kind of blew up into something else but the way I saw my life I would have been married 20 years by now my husband would have had a business I would have been behind the scenes I would have encouraged him to go out and do the work do his thing so he can bring the paycheck home to me and just live a family life with several family businesses this here this happened by accident it, change, though. it changed when I had them cheering <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah, it changed when I had them you up my children and you said be honest. So well, what happened was, I was getting ready to get married and I walked in on my fiance having sex with another woman two months before the wedding. And then I found out I was pregnant with my son. See,
0: this is why you
7: can't be feminine. No, this is, <laughs> I wasn't feminine back then. I wasn't, I wasn't feminine like that back then. I was naive back then and had no boundaries back then. So, cause the thing is the femi- femininity isn't weak, it's our strongest power. See, femininity mixed with assertiveness and boundaries that's where it's at. So because like you, I deal with men, too. Now, what I didn't say is over the last 10 years, I've been coaching high profile men, some of your favorite celebrities behind the scenes on how to choose women that's best for their legacy. So I'm around men all the time, high earning men. And I don't have to say I have boundaries. My presence does that. I don't have to be I don't have to beg for my money or try to make them feel like you got to pay me. Yeah, darling, I'm um, so with that. Be diners, card, Mastercard, Express. Visa, Mastercard, and it's the way that I wrap the femininity with logic, and it makes it make sense. So I never thought I would be doing this. Like I'm sitting there listening to men. I go to the strip club with them because that's where they want to talk, and they 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 doing the money thing. But Miss April, you know, she broke my heart. Oh wait, wait a minute. Let me let me get some more on ones, right? So I'm listening to their hearts, right? And it's like this is amazing. I would have never thought I would have been here. I'm supposed to be at home, and I would have been somebody' wife, not at the strip club. But that was my thing to to, to be a, a stay pretty much a stay at home wife with a uh, powerful husband that owned several businesses, and we our kids will be grown and gone now.
0: I never had a desire to be a housewife. Really? Never, ever, ever, ever. ever. <clears throat> now it makes me nauseous. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have always desired. I'm like, hold on, I'm curious at this point. <laughs> hold on. Your stomach hurts. Yeah, it does. <laughs> wow. Um,
7: I have
0: always desired. I've always known that I would be successful. Okay. Like in grade school, I can remember You know how your teacher would make you draw your future, at least mine did. And I think at that time, the first picture that I can remember, the only one I was, I was a a, a wife, but I was an attorney. Mm -hmm. I think I was a politician too. I had two kids and the Mm -hmm. whole deal, right? Did I know that I would be this? Not necessarily. Um, I think for me, the struggle is like the balance between back and forth and what you ladies have said. I feel like femininity is a power Mm -hmm. and I feel like being feminine can also mean being assertive. Right. And it's always misinterpreted. It's misinterpreted Misinterpreted all the time. And so I am the person who's going to push the envelope. Like I'm going to put the envelope right here and I'm going to continue to push it until it falls off the table. And then I want to see what happens. So you have to explain to me, uh, I think what society thinks is masculine energy is wrong. And what they believe is feminine energy is also wrong. Women can be feminine and Mm -hmm. assertive. Mm -hmm. Women can be feminine and powerful. Mm -hmm. Women can be feminine and have strong opinions, right? Mm -hmm. I too deal with a lot of high profile men and women. I I don't ever have to beg for my money or even put that out there. But I do have to be cautious in my environment. Because if I am too friendly or too feminine, then everybody wants to date
7: me. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't they?
7: That's what didn't do. So yeah,
0: And so I have to be very clear. Like I have the reputation of being really direct. Mm-hmm. And, and it's easier for me that way. When I was younger and my dream was to be in the music industry. You know, I think young girls misinterpreted what it it means to leverage your femininity Mm -hmm. and leveraging your femininity doesn't mean to be sexual, right? So when we're younger, a lot of women want to be, you know, super sexual and sexy and we think that that's feminine energy and that's just sexy, right? Um, Understanding that you have power and when to assert it and when not to assert it is feminine energy. And Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that masculine or feminine... There isn't a woman who doesn't desire a relationship with someone where she can take that masculine hat off. We are just looking for the space to be able to be us, be free, be feminine, not be judged and taken advantage of. Absolutely.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, (laughs) I'm a mom of three. I have a 15 year old son, eight year old daughter, two year old son. Um, Been married, engaged twice. Been there, done that, still believe in love, still have the fairy tale of what I want. Growing up, I've always wanted to get married, be happy, You know, have businesses, because I saw that growing up in my family. My grandmother had her uh, monogramming business and print business for a very long time in DeKalb County, and I saw that. But I also saw my grandmother be very submissive to my grandpa. So I saw her still cooking, you know, making sure his meals are good, still taking care, still allowing him to leave the house, even though he was retired and she was probably making way more money than him. After the fact, she still allowed him to be a man and be masculine and everything else. So that's what I grew up with, and that's what I saw. So I saw her still be an entrepreneur and be an independent in that realm, where you know she'll get around her sores and oh y'all couldn't tell her nothing. She was Miss Thing. She had the Cab County on lock when it came to getting the teachers jackets done and all the embroidery and everything else, she had her business rolling. But my grandfather still took care of the bills, the household, made sure everything was a okay. And in dating and even being, you know, single as I am now, um, throwing that out there again. (laughs) Um, so even in dating, I still look for a man that allows me to still have my role of being independent, but not like how Adani said, looking to partner with me so I can teach him how to be yeah. the next CEO of, you know, Bust Down Records or whatever. But you guys get what I'm saying. You know, you understand, right? So I'm not looking for that type of guy. I just want someone that is Bring him more to the table than me. Allow me to learn from you. Because still as a woman, I want to learn from him. I want to gain his wisdom. I want his experience. I want him to say, hey, babe, let me show you how to do this another way. I want him to be my my coach, you know, my business coach. My, if I don't have Donnie, I need him to be there <laughs> side <laughs> by side. Girl, and say, you do not. You know? Let me
3: tell you.
0: Uh, because babe, my situation that is significant
1: uh. <laughs> coaches
0: me just it drives me nuts. Really? It drives me nuts because it doesn't go both ways number 1, yeah. right? Um I think just recently maybe it started to go both ways but <laughs> I can't coach him. And there are because <laughs> okay, I'll chime <try> on on <laughs> that one. <way. laughs> yes, and you're married, right? Yes. Yeah, it's you. I don't know. I think we want. So yes. I've always wanted a man who's smarter than me, and mm-hmm. still do. I, I love a good, powerful, smart, mm. smelling good man. Yes. Right? Um, yes. And a, a couple yes. drops of chocolate in it too. Girl, listen. Like, yeah. like, yes. It's so bad. Yes. Over six foot, okay. over six two, Crispy. <laughs> yeah. Lineup, like, you
2: know what I mean? fresh haircut. Fresh haircut. Yes. We like that buzz. All right, all right. Hair all right, all right. Boy, all right Yes. 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 Right. Ladies.
0: Like, is there that a
7: beer coin? Shane got
5: jealous
1: when we started to talk about
5: the line. Oh, oh, my God. Not against this. Oh. <laughs> we can, spot
6: a,
0: fresh
7: we can okay. spot a fresh okay. hair line. No, but in
0: <laughs> all seriousness, I thought... You do want someone that you can learn from. Absolutely. I don't know that you really mean it when you say you want him to coach. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I want more of a partner, a teammate. I want mm-hmm. us to be playing on the same field, and we both call plays that work. We both call plays that make it. Mm-hmm. Um, Not necessarily yeah. a coach. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in hearing, though,
6: from you. You're married. <laughs> well, so let me speak on the marriage part first. My husband and I, we can't coach one another at all. He he is a true alpha male. Yes. Mm,
0: yes. He doesn't...
6: It's not that he doesn't listen, <laughs> but he doesn't listen. <laughs> like he doesn't, Like, he doesn't listen. And I think sometimes he'll ask my opinion or ask for my professionalism just because I'm his wife. Not because he He really wants it because men and most men and most of my clients are men, and it's this mm-hmm. it's this because men know everything, so when you pose not all clients, when you pose mm-hmm. a suggestion, it's kind of like, well, why do you think that because you know coming from a male, well is your audience a hundred percent male, or is who you're trying to market to a hundred percent male? Yeah. Men know everything, and very, very seldom um want to really they'll listen, but they won't hear.
0: Oh they'll
6: listen when someone else tells it to them. Someone else being <laughs> another male. Another, male
0: another, another male. male.
6: another male. It's like they listen but don't hear but when it comes to my husband and 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 I coaching one another, we can't even coach each other when it comes to working out because it's it's just it's a joke. It's it's <laughs> yeah. I can outrep you and I can lift yeah. more than you or I'm gonna <laughs> run more miles and it's like everything is not a competition. We're here to yeah. You know, balance one another, but you just have to kind of learn that m- might not be why
2: we're in each other's lives to be. No, nah, but let me, how do you, how do you manage that though? I mean, cuz I think at some at some point you have to um, let the man be the man. Absolutely. Right? If if that if you always want to be right, you just got to let him be right, mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. So, I'm I'm actually working as a married man to be wrong and be okay being wrong, right? And sometimes she lets me be right, even when I'm wrong. She's like, you know what, you got it. (laughs) And I'm like, I do, don't I? (laughs) But then that's over, and then we get to the happy part of our marriage again, right? So how do y'all start to, even not even in relationship, but understanding you're dealing with men who want to be right. How do you navigate that in business? I've I've learned how to gut punch you all and
7: stroke your ego at the same time. Oh. I
3: was
7: mm-hmm. going to say it a little different, but she I mean, right. worded
6: it so eloquently. Right. I'm going to let you
7: have the. Well, the reason why I say that is prior to doing what I do now, I had a business consulting company, and I used to get brought in by a lot of mega churches. So you know, I'm dealing with a lot of mega egos, mm-hmm. right? And there's one client in particular we, we brought us in and we do his com- complete communications department. Well. Anytime I'm doing a business deal with a man, I sit in a particular way, a particular side of him. Um, I listen more than I talk. I dress completely. What do you mean you sit on a
2: certain side? What do you mean?
7: I sit on his left side. Why? Because he can hear me and he, he's going to look my way for my opinion. I do that intentionally.
2: What's I the difference st- on the right side? I'm trying to understand.
7: I, I, I study body language. I normally know when he's, when, if there's a man in charge and there's a table like this, He's always normally going to sit this way, facing the door. Not with his back to the door. So I'm going to sit right here, or back. right there. Oh. <laughs> well, you're facing the no, your door, and I'm wrong. Here. So yeah. Stupid. So that. So I studied. I just studied the psychology of body language. So I know who I'm dealing with. Well, that particular guy, he had like twenty thousand members at his church. When I say he was overly egotistical, he was overly egotistical. I studied him before I went into the meeting so I knew what I was getting into. I dressed in light colors, pastels, so I wasn't sitting at the table looking like the rest of his team. So I'm automatically going to stand out. I softened the tone in the room. So from there, he ended up not wanting, well he they say he normally don't give people money. After the meeting, I'm sitting there listening and I gave my two cents and I was, I learned when I talked to men ladies, I lower my voice like this because it sounds like I just got out of the bed. And they associate everything with sex. Mm. Right? Sex. So, what ended up happening was, as I'm sitting there my listening- wife, Stop talking to me like yours. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my wife be you doing know that? Like, stop talking to me like that. Sorry, now done. you know. So,
7: as I'm sitting <laughs> yeah. there and, you know, we make, made the decision or whatnot, he tells them to write me a check. His family, brought me in the office. His children were maybe in their early, late 20s, early 30s. He said, I have to ask you a question. It was his daughter and two sons. How did you get a check out of my father? He gives nobody any money. And I said, you guys don't know how to stroke your father's ego and gut punch him at the same time. I told him how wonderful he was and the amazing job he was doing, but he's no longer that man. However, we can make him better. And it made him say, instead of giving her Twelve thousand dollars. I got thirty-six thousand. Mm-hmm. I call that the sandwich
5: effect. I was about to say mm-hmm. that's an Oreo. Yep. That's you soften it. That's the sandwich effect. You soften. Effect. Mm-hmm. You, you, soften. Them. you give them something soft and sweet. Oh my God, you look so great, and this is wonderful. You tell them exactly what you need to tell them. You know what you're doing is not working. Da da da. We need to change this up. And you come back with something else sweet. Well, I mean, you do compliment. that. You do that with kind yeah. of with everybody, to be honest yeah. with you. It's kind of but like it's extra hard with men. Yeah, with it's men. And I was going to say also using the artist seduction, like she said, lower your voice a certain way, like as you guys pink, bright colors, (laughs) Um, things like that. It's just a way of kind of playing with their ego and lightly flirting a little bit, but not coming off as, you know, yeah, it's not over It's not coming off as, look at me, I'm flashing you. It's nothing like that. It's just softening it.
2: All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an
1: inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community, so
2: it's about that time. We put together a Patreon, we put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now— the flirtiness, or that feminine energy to you use it. Very yeah. much, yes. Yeah, you know, okay. We had a conversation before. Uh-huh. Co said, no, I don't. Not, I don't.
6: But I said, I'm going to for
2: Flirting and song, femininity are got two, got two, a, two different things, You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it you know is. Mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'm
0: not out in here in these streets
2: flirting with nobody. Flirting and femininity are two different things.
0: No, 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 no. He specifically asked if we were leveraging flirting, and I'm not, right? Nope. So I have been told that I have a knack. A natural sex appeal mm-hmm. i believe that and i even do this with my clients especially though the ones who are incredibly attractive you don't have to do much more to leverage your femininity or your masculinity other than just show up i'm not playing this game with you i'm not doing. yo what's up Is this is what it costs this is what we're doing yes or no and that has worked for me <laughs> right um have i ever leveraged my femininity before In a seductive way, I have, but I have also gotten in trouble playing that game. Mm -hmm. And if I, I, if I personally mean, it's just me, and maybe it's something that I have to deal with, maybe you can teach me something, but it's a really awkward situation for me to bring a significant situation around my male clients that I've played that game with. Mm. I just, it's a very clear line with me. I play no game.
2: Talia, I'd like to hear your perspective on how you do
5: So in real estate, and we're down here in the South, in the old boys club, it's a lot of male-dominated. In the last 15 years, we've had a lot of women to come into this business. Let me be very clear, because I've been in the business 15 years. So especially in the last 5 or 10 years, it's been a lot of women to come in the business. But um, primarily, the big boys are... You know, here. Um, And it is very male dominated to get into those rooms. A lot of times, especially when you're talking about big commercial deals, big land deals. And even as a new agent, sometimes trying to learn and understand how that works, because that's a area you want to step into. You have to kind of play soft and you guys are going to hate me for this. I'm sorry, but sometimes you have to play soft and dumb. You kind of got to play the bimbo role. Um, You kind of got to listen. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't know you can buy land like that. You know, and just, you know, you have to play that. Although I promise you, I know this book, you know, front, back, sideways. I have to allow him to or whatever men that I'm trying to learn from or step into that room or get that connection. I have to learn from them. And I have to sit there and be quiet and be meek. Um, sometimes, which, I think it's the difference though
0: between leveraging flirtiness yeah. and leveraging. And that, that is what is very important okay. here. Understanding what is actually leveraging your femininity yep. and then flirting and, and riding a very thin line.
1: Listen to The Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
0: I am always going to question what's happening.
1: promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal what
0: makes what you do masculine and then what me what with what, what i do uh feminine right what what determines that number 1 I have always wanted to do business like the boys do it. They don't have to compromise or put themselves in uncomfortable situations. And I just refuse to do it. I won't do it. If it's something that I enjoy doing and if it's a strategy or a technique that I love to use, absolutely. I'm incredibly feminine. He'll tell you, like, I am really bossed up and and tough when it comes to business. But at home, I'm in my bonnets and I'm walking around and I smell amazing. I'm drawing him bubble baths and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. But you will—we don't need to you discuss. You draw a bubble
2: bath? Is she drawing a bubble bath? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yes. Hold on, she has or she be. Drawing bubble <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. First, First of all, Keep going. Keep going, you good. you Keep going.
0: First all, okay. But but I enjoy now, but but I am because I tap into what people call masculine energy so well. He also, he'll one day is if people knew how feminine and silly and goofy and girly you were, they wouldn't believe you were Donnie Wiggins. And then the next day, you know, as soon as I state an opinion that's different. It's You're so masculine, right? It, which which one is it? Which one is it? Um, just like this conversation, if there were six men sitting here, we would not be talking about their wives right now. <laughs> we would not be. Well, if we would not be. Would. If, we, if there were six women up here, the conversation may have turned to how do you deal with this and your significant other, and we'd be talking about something completely different right now. It's always and I even had to train you in that way. Like, let's stop.
2: you train me? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
0: You have to train people. Every single person who interacts with me and you and you and you, you train people how to deal with you. And it just gets, you know, when, it, when it's about a woman, it's always about a relationship and our softness. Nobody ever tells a man. Why are you so masculine? And when are you going to turn up your feminine energy? It just—it doesn't happen as often. At all. And so then I am the person who sits here. And I know you agree, right? I'm the person who sits here and says, why are we so focused on women being masculine and feminine? Let's just all do good work together. Let's just all add value and be who we desire to be while doing it. Yeah, well, I can chime in, uh, yeah, <laughs> in on this one. I don't want
4: to rip that
7: off. Yeah, I can chime in on this one. A lot of times we don't have those conversations with men and why they're not turning, down, turning up their femininity because they're getting the results that they want. Mm-hmm. Women aren't getting the, the hey, results that they that want she, in the relationship she, department being she, more masculine. So that's why we have these conversations and dealing with women in this area for over 10 years, that's what I find. So I, I teach to live a feminine lifestyle so I don't turn it on and off. I will get more assertive when I need to, yeah. but nobody's going to make me have to get rah-rah with them it's Mm -hmm. are we done or are we through (laughs) and at that point it I think just to answer your question I think that's why we don't have those conversations because majority of my clients are women that are successful high earning women high achieving women they have the world I have some of the DAs here in Atlanta some of the judges as my dating coaching clients cannot get a quality date to save their life Mm -hmm. I go on dates with them as hitch and sit in the back And I'm watching how they interact. I'm watching their conversations. Nothing about them says woman. It says, I am a dude in a dress. Mm. So at the same time, what happens is, it's like you're asking, you, you want me to help you find this alpha male, but alpha males ain't checking for alpha females like that. So it doesn't mean you can't be successful. I can get done the exact same thing that you get done, make the exact same money and probably more and do it without ever having to be very matter of fact, because the power is for me in being the woman. So when you, when the women ask me all the time, how do you not take it off at work? You just be it across the board. And when I'm in business, do I know that there's there will be times that I have to, you know, okay, well, April from Oakland has to show up. Do I know that? Yes. Yeah. However, at the same time, because I learned that putting so much stress on our bodies, doing business, the masculine way, and I ended up with a full-blown health condition, because of it, it changed the dynamics for me. It said, how can I get the results in this room with these men, make the same money that they make, make the same connections that they make, how do I do that? Uh I do it through just being a woman walking through the door.
0: I think if we made more men comfortable, though, tapping into their feminine energy, they wouldn't be so offended by a woman. Uh Uh
7: But many, but many of them are. There's so many, many men in their yes. feminine energy. Men, men have and need
0: feminine energy, for sure. We're not talking about <laughs> that kind of feminine energy. I like, like my masculine my <laughs> masculine <laughs> men have feminine they energy.
5: Yes, 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 do. yes, they do. And we
0: need to make them more comfortable recognizing that, and they wouldn't be so in- offended or intimidated, whichever it is. But I have a question. Yes. Because... Believe it. Or, you guys only get to see me in business, right? Mm-hmm. I am a feminine woman, and I'm saying it out loud to remind myself that I <laughs> am. <feminine woman. laughs> but let me. So I want what I want to be though is more domestic. Mm. Um First of all, let me say this, ladies: submission is fun.
7: It is. Yes. Yes. When, you get. It. You get everything
0: when you feel safe.
7: Enough yes. To yes. Be yes. Submissive, yes.
0: Everybody doesn't get that side of you, mm-hmm. right? Correct. And question real quick sidebar is you said you want to cook and all this stuff and I think that's I, I, I think now. it's great. And
7: I I'm, co- I'm coming over. But
0: here's Man. the thing. I'm a busy yeah. woman so I a big
2: business right. too. Right. You're like, hey, yes, I, do. I do cook. <laughs> I cook and I cook
0: you do. Well, okay. I'm always on your Instagram. But is it <laughs> Can it be feminine if I'm in charge of like getting the chef for
7: the night? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Then we're on the right track. So because, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> because the, thing the thing is, is he eating? Right. And you, are you taking, are the end you end taking care of if, if you're responsible or you guys decide, you know what? I'm going to have this relationship, although it might not be in the traditional manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a businesswoman. Like, I have maids and I have a chef, right? Yeah, I'm not. Yes. I'm an, empty, I'm, I'm an empty nester, but um I like to take time to pamper myself. So I'm not gonna be sitting around cooking and cleaning. And first of all, let me ask. I saw you did Bible study the other day. Here's the thing: a lot of men always talk about the virtuous woman. Y'all love yeah, her. Probably. I love her, right? But y'all always forget about one little itty bitty little passage in there, darling. It says she arose early and cooked. Her food for her family and enough for her maid servants. So that means, fellas, she was fabulous because she had some help. So are you gonna pull out the black card, You know, the Visa, the okay. Mastercard. Okay. You know, are you gonna pull those things out? Because she was she was bad because she had help. And also in that passage, although I, you know, I don't always read it, but I re- I remember this part. It says, <laughs> it says, I remember this part. It said that her husband was very, very well respected in the land. So you mean to tell me this 30, Proverbs 31 was all about this woman, but the author saw fit to talk about how respected her husband was. That means she played a part in that. That means he created a safe place for that. Mm -hmm. Right. So y'all got a job to do, too. That's
2: all I'm saying. Good. I, That's all I think you're trying to say. Right? Before, because before, exactly. right. I, I want to get into how you all arrived at this place of being, you know, like, I guess I don't want to say, like, you know, fighting. I think all of us fought our way as entrepreneurs, right? We all have different things that we got to fight through, right? Um, but, okay, let me ask the question before I ask the question. <laughs> so, are women... More emotional than men? No, no. No. Mm-hmm. no, no. Okay, cool. I was just asking. Not at all. Joe asked me to ask that question. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, cool, cool, cool. If not anything, cheat on if, if you anything, want to. you see. I yeah, get told. I
6: was gonna say, the, okay. I'm sorry. I get told all the time. I am not the man, in the relationship. Where are your emotions? And I don't. I'm not an emotional woman. I don't think women are more emotional than men at mm-hmm. all.
5: I deal Mm-mm. with clients from you know buyers, sellers, agents, whatever. And those text messages go crazy sometimes. And I have to, you know, I have something in my drafts right now. I wrote up a long paragraph and I was like, oh, let me not send this. I'm going to just wait. Let her cool off. I'll talk to her in the morning.
4: And I think men aren't, ta- aren't taught how to deal with their emotions. We don't teach our boys how to deal with emotions. We tell them not to be emotional. So then when they grow up, that's what I mean for myself. So yes. then grows to, okay, gotcha. not
3: no, no. <laughs> mind. I think that's the
4: problem though. I think that they're not taught how to deal with emotions. So then they're big and grown mm-hmm. and strong. And then they're dealing yeah. with emotions and it comes up as aggressive. Yeah. Or, you know, they they don't know how to handle their emotions, I think. But I think that women just balance them a little bit so better. Are, are women more in
2: tune with their emotions?
4: I think women are more in tune with our emotions because we're raised and nurtured to be emotional beings. Men are taught like,
5: don't, you know, of man it. up. Yeah. You now I'll say this, and my son is going to hate me for this. My son is just turned 15 in August, feeling himself, you know, got the girls, got this pretty hair and all that. So he's, he's feeling, him. feeling himself. He's a mix between Tariq from Power and Atlanta Waterboy and a model. <laughs> so. so I'm dealing with you all of these hormones with yeah. him. And... Even just when we were having our, like over the Thanksgiving break, we were just really sitting there talking and vibing. He's going through my closet looking at all the shades that he want to grab. And, you know, just having this conversation. I was like, you know, when you're dealing with girls and because of the music and everything else, they're all O's and they're all, oh yeah, that bae and this guh and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, who are you really interested in? I don't care about the other ones that are, you know, stunning you, but with the ones that you're really interested in. Oh, I
1: like her. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash social proof. That's netsuite.com slash social proof. Netsuite.com slash social proof.
5: So, you know, I want to do something for her for Christmas. I want to do this. I want to get her gifts. I want to do this. And I'm trying to explain to him: like, look, let's talk about how you court a young lady. You're 15 at this point. So now it's important for you to understand that and not think, oh, what's up babe and that's it. Like I know you want to be, you know, show off for your boys and all this, but if you're really interested in this young lady, you have to learn how to court her. Her parents, meeting them, respecting them and he's awesome at that. Like he can meet anybody's parents and turn on the charm. Like everybody loves him. However, they want them. However,
2: he knows he
5: he, know what he, doing. he knows he he got a lot of game. I'll tell you that much. Right. <laughs> he got a lot, but you know, just talking to him and allowing him to understand what it is coming from a woman's perspective, what we're looking for, even as a young, you know, fifteen year old girl, as her mother, what does that person look for when a young boy is coming around? Because right now you got a lot of hot that are just coming in and trying to holler at these little young girls and do the most and. For me, as his mother, and his father is very much active in his life also. Um, but me as his mother, I'm like, let's tone it down. I need you to be softer. I need you not to approach her this way. I need you to have some respect for yourself and respect for her. And if you guys are, you know, wanting to make out, do this, do whatever, let's talk about what happens after that too. But that's more of a conversation that he doesn't have with his dad. His dad is like, oh yeah, you gonna go, to- yeah, go holler <laughs> at her, and that's it. You know what I mean, you guys. Dads, y'all don't really give them the courting and the sweetness that us moms have to give to the boys. So just a little sprinkle of feminine energy, not a whole lot, lot. just a little sprinkle.
3: No, I was thinking about the question that you asked was, um, do we think that women are more emotional than men? And when I think of black women, you know, because I want to address black women, because that's what we are. Um, We have a lot that we deal with. We have to be strong for our children Um, as we're approaching, you know, our 40s or 30s. Our parents are getting older. We have to balance that and taking care of them. Um, We have to deal with a lot at work. And if you are an entrepreneur and you're working for somebody else, there's a lot of character and integrity and things that are going on there. So I think what happens with us is when I worked for Chrysler and I worked for Chrysler for 20 years, the young ladies that were white got away with, if things didn't go their way, the first thing that they would do was cry. run and cry. Mm-hmm. So I got better at their game. I'm i to cry you. <laughs> but it's not supposed to be because I got labeled as the black woman with the chip on mm-hmm. her shoulder because I was putting it down. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to roll. I just learned to play their game a little bit better mm-hmm. than them. But what happens is when we get in business, we have to... Like I tell my son, I used to tell my son, crying ain't going to do nothing but stop up your nose. The problem is still going to be there after you cry. So we start putting those emotions to the side, whether we're hurting, whether our parents are sick, or we have kids that need to be tended to, and we put our feelings to the side for the greater good of the whole situation. Now, I want to share this with you guys because I know it's taboo in our community to go to therapy. Recently, I went to therapy. And as I talked to my therapist, he was telling me a lot of the things that I have went to through as being traumatized, I just kind of set them to the side. Bad relationships. We don't get a chance to mourn if somebody passed away. We don't get a chance to, um, you know, celebrate. You know, it's like a quick celebration. Yeah, you did this and we move on to the next thing. We don't get a chance to be the full blown happy like we would like to be because we have to move on and resolve the next issue. Um, I think we need to take time. And and as Black men, you guys are told, you know, you're dealing with all these other uh, situations in society. You know, how you got to be a strong Black man for your family. So you don't get a chance to step to the side and cry or be sad. We are so busy trying to be strong. We don't get a chance to um, share our emotions with each other and just be human. As we look around, we see... um, people passing by people, or they whip out their phones and you see somebody in help and, and we're watching the video and you going, how can you stand by and let this person do this to this other person? We're so busy trying to record and get this moment so we can upload it. Somewhere along the line, we are losing our human side because we're not allowed to cry and be sad and share emotions. We need to do better, you know? Uh, I think they say in China or in some Asian societies, they have where they give people a chance to cry. They want you to go and kind of relieve those emotions. Um, I don't cry as much as I used to because at the end of the day, I have to keep going. And I'm sad that I missed that side of myself where you have to go and just woo sign. And in this business, when you own your own business, you have to keep going. That's the problem. And we need other people that we can talk to and share these moments without feeling embarrassed or that somebody is gonna judge us. So just come in circle in the back around. Do I think that men are more emotional, that our women are more emotional than men? No, I think we suppress it. We hold it down. We would like to. And that's where we get all this large explosion of somebody going off because we don't get a chance to Release
7: that. And to piggyback on what she said, I, I realized that as black women, we don't take the time to grieve behind what happens. But I also realized that a lot of times we don't because we put extra stuff on our back that we probably shouldn't. You, I raised, after my divorce, I raised my children as a single parent. And what I realized was, is taking on all of the baggage that somebody else isn't doing was my choice. I never hear a man that is raising children alone say I'm mom and dad. He never becomes overly feminine because he's raising children. But we as women become overly masculine because we are raising children, because I'm mom and dad and I gotta do all those things, right? It wasn't until I started to learn, wait a minute, April, you, I'm watching my sons. I'm like, I didn't have to be mom and dad. But what I ended up started doing, I took them to the barbershop shop and they start sweeping up the, the hair. Now they got Mr. Chris and Mr. Eric over here. And I took them to be a part of different organizations. But what I also did, I had to look at myself and forgive myself for taking on extra stuff that I didn't have to, all because I was trying to overcompensate for what daddy wasn't doing. And now I put extra stuff on me. And then I say, ain't nobody helping me. Well, nobody told you to do that. There is help available. But society makes us feel like if we are not superwoman. We're not a mother. I wrote a post that went viral in 2015. It said, please do not address me as a strong, independent black woman. It's not a compliment. Because when you think of something strong, you do not think of coming to the aid of it. And at the Boston conference, I spoke and I said, um, in the audi- oh, you were in the audience, and I said, I asked the fellas, if you had some luggage and you needed an animal to carry it, fellas, what animal would you think of? Mm-hmm. An elephant, right? Something, something strong. Why don't you think about a cat or a mouse? it can't handle it. So when we, we are looked at and walk around as strong, what we're putting out is, I do not need assistance. You know, I don't need your help. So anytime a man says, oh, I love it, you're so strong. I said, no, I'm not strong. I'm resilient. I'm not inter- independent. I'm interdependent because nobody ever comes to the aid of the strong person. For most of us, ask ourselves, who comes to our aid? Nobody. So when I'm around men, my wrist. I broke. (laughs) I
2: need I
7: need some assistance. The dam's going to stress, honey. I
2: love it. I love it. So i I I, I would definitely love, outside of um, uh, man or woman, all of that aside, you've guys accomplished some amazing things in your career, which is to be applauded. And I'd like to know how you got here. Like, what what has been the journey to become this? I don't want to use independent. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Self sufficient successful.
7: successful. 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 Yeah, yes. yes. you know. I can
6: start. Yeah. I grew up thinking I was going to be Miss Corporate. Mm-hmm. I was an EVP of a GE company, thinking that I was balling and bossing and just everything for me. Everything was, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Every organization that I work for, I've climbed the corporate ladder. Back in 2008, Uh, the company that I worked for decided, guess what? We're selling your business unit. So you won't have a job. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was, and I'm a single mom at the time trying to raise a young man. And I'm like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go back to another job to figure out who can dictate when I can go to sleep, when I can take vacation, when I could, if I'm sick or not, if I need to go into an office and how much time I can devote to my son? that's when I decided to to launch my own business. And that was back in 2008. And for me, it was because I was forced. I didn't want to go back into corporate America. I wanted to have the flexibility to be able to be a mom and parent. As at the time, my son's father was on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. So it was just my son and I. So it was, do I want to be able to have the luxury to have more time with my son or focus on building somebody else's business? So I opted to start my business because I got let go. I got a severance check and peace. I got the deuces, so. Wow.
2: So let me ask you, um, what has been, what's been the most impactful lesson that helps you be resilient and successful today? Actually,
6: it was like a few of my coaches and a few of my mentors would sit with me and talk to me. Um, I I had um, the pleasure of, of, Studying and learning business under Magic Johnson. Um, we hey. used we used to have.
2: Hey, <laughs> I won. You still? Y'all
6: still cool? <laughs> I got you. I already know where you're I know, going I know, with it. I that. <laughs> All right, so. I'm already coming. But he used to give me some gems, some jewels, and a lot of it spoke to being a woman and being in business. He was the very first person to tell me. You're you're a a, a woman. Most of the men that you are going to meet are going to want to try to be in a relationship with you, which was code for sleep with you. I'm not dumb. I got it. Okay, I understand it. But that's not going to get me to where I wanted to be business wise. So what anchored me and what pushed me was really sitting and mentoring and watching how he operated in business as a businessman. His right hand person, I praise her. It's a female Kiwana. Sat with Kawanna many a days, many of long after hours, and we would just sitting. and we, she was learning, I was learning, he was mentoring the both of us. So for me, one of my most impactful things was producing. And I don't know if I'm aging myself was back in the day, one of his Midsummer Night Magic. Events was being a part of that and just pulling the different business components, learning sponsorship, learning talent management, learning how to deal with artists that we were bringing in and understanding personalities and just learning from him. For For me, that was extremely important and extremely helpful in business and in, in teaching me business.
2: Cool. Ms. Yeah. So, so April, can you tell us about your business model? Because you got you, how many women you have in your.
7: Um, we reach about 4 million women per month organically. Mm. And we have the All Things Feminine Social Club app. So I am bringing more of my social media people over into the actual app. And there is what how we teach women to reignite their femininity on all levels, to pretty much make it a lifestyle. And then we just closed our dating academy that we've had for five years. I've moved on to something else, uh, but it's been very successful. And our, our ladies, they wanna know, they wanna know how do I you know, put it all together. And I love being able to teach them that femininity is not weakness and you don't have to dumb down. You just gotta know what you're dealing with and understand, understand your power. So my business model is more of a course slash app community base is our business model.
2: Gotcha. So you have a, a community, how much is it?
7: Um, which one?
2: Okay. Explain some of the business <laughs> models. I'm trying to...
7: Oh, there so we have the Teach Me How to Date VIP Academy. We have the All Things Feminine Social Hold on, real quick. App.
2: Teach me how to date
7: VIP Academy. VIP Academy. Yeah. We got dozens of women married out of there.
2: Really? Thousands. Ex- explain yeah. that, explain that business to me.
7: What I do is I actually, it's kind of the bait and switch. So they think they're coming in for the man. Hmm but they're coming in to become the woman that can choose a better man. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. So I have, to, I have to, women come to me, honestly, I just want a better man. And I have to use that. They, I just, listen, this is my situation. I don't care about your situation. The fact that you chose him lets me know we need to do some inner work. So I use that as the, I got a better man for you over here. But when you get here, I got to get into your heart space. I got to get into your mental to see why you keep choosing the same thing. And so my job is not really to teach them how to date per se, it's to teach them how to love themselves, know that they're worthy, know that they're enough, and to become the woman that they wanna to become to get whatever it, is, whatever it is they want. The man is the added bonus. You being the best you is the entree. Is that your main business model?
2: Is that yes. your main business? Yes. Um, so
7: how much is that? $297 a month. A month? We have about 600 members. Don't play with me, <laughs> <laughs>
0: You want to put something together?
2: I feel like we it. So how did how did you start it? What was the beginning of that?
7: Honestly, I find problems and I solve them. He or she who solves problems will never be broke. Mm -hmm. So what I found was I became my own. I'm the model of my business. And it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be that way. And so what happened was after my divorce and I decided I wanted to date again, I started seeing the same pattern. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm too fly for this. This is not it. The outside was too fly for this. But the inward was the very thing that was attracting. So it's not about what you attract it's what you choose to entertain. So I was still choosing to entertain people that I thought my flyness was too much for. But that was an indicator to me that you're not as fly as you think you are because you're not doing the inner work. And so that's how it started to happen. And the people started seeing me, um, you know, with dating. And in my dating academy, I talked about my dating because I was dating along with them. I was just further along and understood. So I was teaching them that you're not here to find a man. You're here to find you. The man will always come. But the type of man that you're asking for, he don't want that. So you got to figure out what type of woman you want to be to attract that. You can't keep giving a cat dog food and wonder why it's not taking it. You're using the wrong bait. <laughs> so that's how, that, that's how that happened. And I did a video that went viral in 2016. Um, it was a video. I don't know if y'all saw it where they talked about why black women will not get married. And it was Crazy. And in my mind, I was like, wait a minute. I called my best friend. I said, Joe, I'm about to do a video. It's about to go viral. He said, how do you know? I said, I know every time my videos go viral, I know because it's a download from the creator on what I should be saying. So I always know. In that video, the lady, or oh, I think it was CNN, she was talking about why black women would not get married and we have become the new um, middle class. But everything that the women listed in the video of why they couldn't find a man Was all about their accomplishments, how much money they had. So here I come. Well, you know, that's not what men are looking for. The type of men that they say they want, they're not looking for that part. It's an added bonus, but they weren't mentioning anything about I can be peaceful. I can be cooperative. You know, I can be a woman that I can be assertive, but yet I understand that I'm not trying to always win the war. I mean, win the battle and lose the war. I understand Okay, I'm gonna let you have that because in the end, you're gonna mess it up anyway. So I'm not gonna get all messed up about it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm watching this video and they said nothing about being a woman. Everything was, I go to church, I love God, I have my degree, I'm part of the fraternity, all, I mean, sorority and all of those things. But I'm like, but where do woman stuff at? These are all things that you're presenting to the alpha men that you want. They have that already. And so I did that video and it, flew. And from that point on, I've been known as the lady that teaches femininity. And I just ran with it. But if it was up to me, I'd be living in the country somewhere, y'all, on like 70 acres of land <laughs> <chilling> <laughs> with my chickens. I love but it. with your chicken. yes. <laughs> yes. Oh Dog yes. chickens. Yes. My
2: chickens. Cole, I think you, uh, I, I, I know your story. Um, you built a similar business model and then sold it which you're the first person I knew to like build a business and then sell it. Really, really cool. Thank so you me. kind of share kind of your journey as an entrepreneur as well.
4: Let me take it back to so the Single Wives Club or what I'm I doing mean.
2: <laughs> A bridge version. A bridge version.
4: Yeah. So I have always been um, since leaving the classroom. Any teachers in the building? Any, no teachers? Dang. I don't ever get on a stage and there's not a teacher in the building. There you go. Okay. Well, yes, yes, check out. Okay. Okay. Go <laughs> ahead. Check out the building. Okay. Well, I used to be a classroom teacher, taught second and third grade, got into a relationship, thought I was about to be married, got engaged, ended up just crazy. And when I got out of it, I was so ashamed that I had broken off an engagement that I tried to leave the country. Like I tried to leave the country. I was going to go teach at Abu Dhabi. I ain't lying, y'all. I was going to go teach at Abu Dhabi, um, had given up my contract here. And I realized literally like two weeks before I was supposed to go that I was just running, and that I was eventually gonna to have to come back. And so um, I ended up not going to Abu Dhabi, instead went to bartending school, quite a change of plans. Went to bartending school instead, um, became a full-time bartender. Working part-time actually at the bar, I was making more part-time than I made full-time teaching with a master's degree. And that was like mind blowing to me. And that realization, pretty much confirmed for me that I could never go back, that there was no going back. And so I had to figure it out. Um, And so the Single Wives Club was that business that I started. It was literally me just in my living room trying to figure out how I got into that relationship, me and my friends, and how we could avoid situations like that in the future. And much like yours, my message with the Single Wives Club wasn't, Um, you know, why am I, it was, why am I attracting all of these bad men? Not all these men, all the men are bad, but why, what's your point of attraction that is bringing this energy to you? And that was what we were trying to figure out how we could become the woman, um, we needed to be before becoming a wife. So strangely enough, met my man in 2017 when I sold that business. I don't know if it all happened, you know. For that reason or not, but um, I'm about to circle back to the relationship readiness space because, like you said, we're not successful in relationships. Black women are killing it in mm-hmm. business, but then we're alone at night, you know. And and that might be your goal, but I, you know, you I understand. always, I always <laughs> say I want some honey to go with my money. Yes. I don't want, yes. I not yes. just want yes. to get some yes. money. <laughs> like that's not that's not the complete. That's not my idea of success. You know, having the family. Um, is success to me. So long story short, did a lot in the empowerment space um, with women empowerment events and, you know, a a lot, uh, the brunches that people be talking about on Instagram, that was my lane for a very long time. But I got out of that in 2019. And now I run Work University, which is all about helping women turn their skills into new streams of income. So for those educators that are in the classroom that know that they can be earning more and doing more with their skills or for the people at the office that know that they don't want to climb the the corporate ladder, figuring out how they can leverage their time to earn more income.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. And what is one thing that you've learned through business that helps you continue to continue to grow your audience and grow your income?
4: I know for a fact that what I'm doing is 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 purpose-driven. Like, I'm not just coming up with these ideas. Like you said, it's like a download. Like, I know for sure the things that I'm called to do are going to save someone's life, and I can't stop doing that.
2: I love it. I love it. Awesome. So,
4: yeah.
2: Yay. So, Shay, um, have you ever had a job? <laughs> no, you did have a job. You worked for Ford, right? You no, know, I worked
3: for Chrysler for
0: Chrysler.
2: 20 years. For 20 years. So, for 20
3: years, I worked for Chrysler as a product specialist. I went all over the country. Um, talking to uh, people about cars. So when you went to the auto show, I was that young lady on the floor that would tell you anything about engine option, horsepower, towing capacity. I ran a circle around the boys. I went into dealerships and talked about cars. I worked for my parents for a number of years. So the one thing that I hear about each one of these ladies is that in order to be successful in your business, you have to be coachable. You can't come in knowing everything. You have to quiet down and give respect to the people who know what they're doing. I tell people that work in my shop all the time, I'm gonna give you A through Z. Don't come in the door trying to cut out steps. I'm giving you A through Z for a reason. And then as you get sharper in it, then you can start streamlining down. I don't need to do this, this, and this. I can get to A to Z by cutting these steps out. But don't come in off the rip saying, well, what do we got to do that for? I have those steps in place for a reason. And that was one of the biggest reasons that I became, which I feel like is successful. To some people, it might be small. To me, it's a pretty big deal. But I was coachable. I got on the hip of people who appreciated the fact, it may not have been the coolest kids, but they appreciated the fact that I would listen to them. I was very interested in what they were doing. I wanted to know how everything worked. It started off that, you know, the guy who was my mentor, he wanted to push me out in the streets and and say, hey, you know, you're a good looking woman, go out there and sell some shirts. And I was like, ah, I need to understand how this works and why do you charge this for this? The same model that I took for Chrysler. So if you're working for somebody right now, it has to be more than just going to work every day for a nine to five. I want you to pay attention to how the mechanics work, how they do the logistics. And a lot of those things, if you work for a Fortune 500 company, or if you work for McDonald's, look how they set their structure up. Pay attention to that, because those are things that you can steal to structure your business. It's not successful for nothing, it's because somebody put these pieces together and this is how it works. So I took things from Chrysler, paid attention to why do they give away freebies? You know, a lot of us say, I want to get some t-shirts and I want to give them away. You don't even understand the reason why Chrysler gives those tchotchke items away. When they give them away, they want you to fill out a card. You know why? Because each time you give that information, that's worth $50 to $100 to them. It's going to tell them about their demographics. They're going to say, you live in this neighborhood and the average income of this household can only comes in about $100,000. That means they only can afford an Avenger. And then they're going to push the Avenger. Or in this neighborhood, they have to have certain type of financing. So you think you're getting a a $3 t-shirt and that's a big deal. You have just gave them $100 worth of your information. Mm. That's a big deal. So when people come into my shop and they say, I just want to give away some shirts to advertise my business. I'm just not a person that wants to take your money. I want you to understand a person is going to wear your t-shirt. It's not a designer. It's not Burberry. Is they're gonna wear your t-shirt to bed, they're gonna you know clean up the house, they're gonna throw it in a hamper. Somewhere in your mind you think they're gonna wear your t-shirt to the club, they're gonna wear they're gonna wear girl, let me tell you they're gonna be wearing my t-shirt anywhere. No, they're not. <laughs> thank you for your contribution, and they're going to wear your T-shirt to bed. So let's mm-hmm. make those dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, it's That's very true. It's Because I got all these people coming in with these grand ideas about how they're going to market their business. And I go, hey, don't spend your $2,000 on that. Make it make sense. If you're going to put your money towards something, make sure it's in their hands. Let's do a tote instead of a T-shirt. You know why? Because a person is going to throw their gym clothes in. It. They're going to throw their groceries in. It, and they're going to haul it around everywhere. Let's make it make sense. So with my business, I don't want to take your money. I want it to mean something. It's not a quick buck for me. It, it, it's mean you come back. You mean you want to learn something from me. So I, I try to teach people what I learned from Chrysler. Why do they give the free T-shirt away? It's because they want you. So if you're not giving a t-shirt away and receiving something back in return, like their email or their information on them, then you're just throwing your money away. So these are the things you have to be coachable. You have to pay attention when you're at work on why do they do things. Don't just go in there like, I'm just here, you know, and they're going to write me a check on Friday. You know, pay attention to how they do their marketing. Why do they do it this way? What's the outcome? What's the result? They do a lot of studies behind everything they do and everything they do has to mean something. When you walk into Macy's, that is real estate. It's a reason why Sean John is right in the front when you walk through the door. When you go to the grocery store, it's a reason why they have certain things as you're going through the checkout. They pay for that to be positioned a certain way. And you have to think about this with your business, okay?
2: Mm. So... Mm-hmm.
3: That was
6: good.
2: That's good. good. That was good. All right, so you guys are gonna get a survey, okay? <laughs> okay <laughs> then us put it together. I wanna know where y'all live, okay? <laughs> David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com